0: Hi, this is Al. It's an honor to see how well Tango Chicago alums mature in this dance. Over the years, I've learned much more from them than they from me. My interview with a sought after and ostensibly reclusive Milonga maestro and his very creative, irreverent, and vivacious soulmate will reveal their secrets and shared values that should help you find your true north in tango. If you love how these artists interpret the music on the dance floor, you will really love how our sponsors' expert advice will help to grow your business. See you on the other side of this ad.
1: Don't leave your business financial destiny to chance. Choose C. English Accounting and Tax Service, Inc. We offer monthly accounting and tracking for your business, including financial statements which analyze the conditions, track spending habits, and income for your corporation, S-Corps, or C-Corps. As an added value, English Accounting We'll do a quarterly evaluation to keep you informed of your tax liability. No need to leave your office. Stay in touch with us by Zoom. All the returns are filed electronically. Many business owners receive tax advice, but only the savvy profit from it. You can profit from English accounting's 32 years of expertise. Mention Tango Chicago podcast and receive a free 15 minute phone consultation from C. English Accounting and Tax Service, Inc. Call 773 324 3939.
0: Hello? Yes, sir, handsome. What's up, Rach? How they treating you, babe?
2: What's up? I miss
0: you. You're such a liar. You've, you've, you've learned to lie so well at Tango. That's what happens with Tango women. They just learn to schmooze their way through. Huh? Oh, my. oh, my God. I'm out of
2: Somewhere. I don't get
0: to use it on tango anymore. Yeah, so you just want to practice to stay uh, stay up to speed. <laughs> huh? uh, yeah, you stay Yeah, you're a funny woman. Just for in. the record, I did, I did ask for the list of questions beforehand, and he would not give them to me. Oh, no? Well, listen, he's like he's like a lawyer at a congressional indictment. It's not like we're going to have him indicted after this conversation. You know? <laughs> this
3: is just a i did not have <laughs> improper sexual relations <laughs> right
0: yeah, well, well at least he's got that out the way so when he runs for office <laughs> that'll be on his campaign speech
2: <laughs> right we did not inhale oh yeah
3: it, it, it depends on what you mean by intercourse
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay well For the record, and so that there's no discrepancy here, I want to confess up front that uh, I know these people, and (laughs) (laughs) this is not a random call. I know them, and in the era of transparency, you'll probably know them more than you want to know after this conversation. (laughs) <laughs> so this is yep. this is my disclaimer if it gives you nightmares after you hear this <laughs> i'm not responsible yeah. right
2: we're in the land of too much information here hey i'm ready <laughs> we are ready
0: okay. We are ready okay i'm speaking with coy and rachel and for those of you who don't know Coy and Rachel. They know each other. I think that's all I'm allowed to divulge oh. up front. <laughs> well
2: know, when you get to be a certain age you can't say someone's your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can, but yeah, well, it just it what, just feels weird.
0: What once you tell me what the parameters are, I'll ref- I'll make the proper reference. So Shall we say that you guys know each other like
4: are
0: like neighbors? You know each other like Goldie Hahn and Kurt Russell?
3: Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> why
0: why Rachel? This yeah,
3: right?
0: this is a new revelation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so. For those of you who now know what we're up against, will <laughs> I'll let you I'll let them do a formal uh introduction. Could you introduce yourself, Coy, and then then Rachel? Sure.
3: Yeah, uh, I am. my name is Coy and and I am a tango dancer when there isn't a pandemic going on. <laughs> and um and a bureaucrat by day. Ah. And yeah, that's uh, that's me in a very small nutshell. Uh-huh.
2: And I'm Rachel. I'm Rachel, and I'm a dancer. And I teach at Columbia College. I teach actors.
0: You teach what?
2: I, I teach actors. I teach actors how to move and breathe. And
0: well, is there an official? Is there an official title to your job, Miss? Uh- Not
2: really, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an adjunct professor who teaches movement to actors.
0: Uh-huh. So uh-huh. would that be like a artistic director? or?
2: Well, I do that, too. I'm an artistic director of my own company called The Humans.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And we do dance and video and math stuff, and I write. I'm kind of just like an all-around artist. Uh-huh. I call myself
0: an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, in a nutshell, we have the two nuts that are going <laughs> to... <laughs> gonna be are crap. <laughs> yeah the two nuts have introduced themselves, so now let's dive in a little deeper. Let's see. Let's do men first, since it's tango. Can you give us a little background history on just just beyond the point of the sperm hitting the egg? Can you tell us how it all happened? Where you were born? Uh, how you grew up? Where you were raised? Hey, yes,
3: you're... it's mostly hearsay. I don't, I don't remember it firsthand, but <laughs> allegedly, I was born in in Vietnam during the tail end of that war, and my parents moved here with me and my sisters when we were two and we moved around a lot lived in initially i think the first place we were at was fort chaffee arkansas and then we were in springfield missouri it's like in central missouri near um branson near branson that's where it is
4: mm-hmm. and then
3: we moved to a suburb of chicago for a few years and i think this was all before i even started grade school and then and then i started grade school in in Michigan in a suburb of Detroit grew up there
0: wait wait involved. wait slow slow down one second hold on so you came to this country uh, yeah, you, I mean, you, you, you
2: missed the best part I got to butt in because he, he didn't tell the story about he was having his second year old birthday and that's when they got the call that they had to go get on the ship to come to America that's true well, and,
0: well I don't, you know, I, I, don't know, I, I, I don't know I don't I don't know why he's skipping over these juicy details I, uh, I don't know either.
3: Uh, no, no, and there's actually a great story there because because there, there was not a very hidden secret apparently that there was a signal on the Radio America or Radio Free Vietnam, whatever Robin Williams was in that movie. Mm-hmm. That everyone was just glued to it, but that they would play White Christmas whenever it was time to to evacuate. At, at this point, uh, everyone just knows that that the South is losing this war badly. America's already evacuated, but they still have ships there, and mm-hmm. everyone's trying to use their connections, and everyone's just glued to their radios, listening for, for White Christmas. And so <laughs> April 29th, that's my birthday. The song comes on. My mom's in the middle of baking her cake, and, and, and she just like, left
4: it. A... Yeah, and
3: we, we were, you know, one of the fortunate ones, and, and we got out, of course. We, we got on a U.S. military vessel. It was very crowded. They, they have a documentary that's out now about that. But
0: about wait a, wait a the, minute! So you, community. she was baking a cake
2: uh, for Clay on his birthday
0: for for your birthday, and she heard White Christmas play on the radio in and, April. Yep. in April, and, and that was the signal to haul ass
3: to haul ass when people rush to the airports, the shipyards. But the embassy, where there's that famous scene of the helicopter
4: mm-hmm.
0: on the
3: roof, just wherever they could, just to, to try to get out.
0: My God! And what yeah. sort of work did Mom and Dad do? What did they do for a living?
3: My, my my dad, he he's a doctor, so so during the war he he was in a medical unit in in the South Vietnamese Army, mm-hmm. and my mom she she was a, a reader. Before we were born, she was a reader for uh, BBC Radio in in Vietnam, but she gave that up to to be a full-time mother.
0: Mm, Okay. All right. So you guys escaped. Were there a lot of neighbors and friends that followed you, or were they all strangers from all over the country? There were
3: strangers from all over. One of my aunts. She stayed behind, and you know, she tried to get out her own way, but, but didn't make it out. So mm-hmm. there was just a lot of fear and uncertainty because people didn't know what would happen once the North Vietnamese um, won the war, Would they start executing people, mm-hmm. sending so everyone to prison camps. And then my aunt, she was connected with, with the Americans, and, and so we were worried that something would happen her. She's okay now. She's out and living in Ann Arbor, Michigan now, but at the time, th- there was just a lot of uncertainty. We had actually used her car to get to the to the ship dock and we just abandoned it there once we um got to the ship dock it was just really chaotic and
2: And also they lost his little sister (laughs) yeah
0: what yeah Yeah? wait wait Uh, wait he's going too fast so no
3: no no, no. this hasn't happened yet we're not on the boat yet oh well
0: well, 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 that's rachel always jumping the gun (laughs) now so (laughs) you, you left your aunt and that was your mother's sister yes
3: i think she she was going to try to use her connections to get out uh-huh. but she did not make it out
0: okay so
3: and so, so that was
0: the only relative that that was left behind?
3: No, I, I still have half of my mother's side of the family still lives there now today. So yeah, a lot of people didn't get out. But, but it was mostly the people who had military connections mm-hmm. or were connected to the United States that were the most worried about retaliation. I that, got you. Uh, tried to get out. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. so the other people who were still there, they didn't get tortured or they didn't suffer ill effects? Or...
3: So some, some people were sent to re-education camps.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And my dad had some uh, friends who he went to school with, who who were sent to re-education camps, and Mm -hmm. didn't do so well there, but they survived.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what's the condition of the country now? People are talking about going to Vietnam for vacation.
3: We look at GDP or any of those standards. it's, It's a poor country. It's still under communist rule. Mm -hmm. but um they're doing
2: well with the pandemic
3: yeah they are they they had like (laughs) really i don't know i think maybe zero deaths you know they're whatever you can say about them they're more competent than certain (laughs) other countries leadership (laughs) And, and i i have been back one time since then i came back with my mom About a little more than ten years ago, and I think for most people, who who it's a struggle. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people are saying now that it might be the next Asian miracle. A lot of manufacturing is there, Mm
4: -hmm. especially
3: now that we don't want to trade with China so much. Mm -hmm. A communist country that the government is, but I think that's a name. But they're very capitalistic. They're trying to make money. They're trying to. Mm -hmm. be part of the world markets and so on.
0: Wow, wow. And
3: tourism is huge there. I know a lot of Americans who have gone and and, and love it. They love America there. uh, They love Americans there. It's it's very um, open and friendly to to American tourists.
0: Uh, What a change. And the economy is what? Is it mostly fishing or is it industry?
3: I I really don't know the answer to that right now. I, I think that the manufacturing sector definitely seems to be growing, but I think they're also trying to win more um technology um you know, the trying to Apple to build their their phones there and and to increase that sector of the economy.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you guys have stolen your aunt's car. You got to the you we got we
4: did and we ditched it
0: at the ship dot you you ditched it at the ship dots which points back to her. So when they trace the license plate, she's gonna get the electric chair in Vietnam. Okay.
3: So hopefully, she can say that she doesn't know who took it. Yeah, you know, yeah. With the so
0: keys, with the keys still in it. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I got it. Okay. So you're on the ship, and what happened?
3: Well, so um, you know, me being small, my, my mom takes me, and my oldest sister, she can walk herself. She's at this point eight years old. Mm-hmm. My my middle sister, she's a year and a half older than me. Uh So my mom says to my dad, hey, you watch her, and somehow they got separated. We find my dad, and he's not with my middle sister, Uh and so, of course, my parents are, you know, very worried about this, understandably, Uh and they don't know where she's at, and she shows up two days later, and and an American GI is taking care of her. What? So we think it's her. It might be, you know. What? Either way, my parents raised that person as my sister.
0: (laughs) So wait a minute. She she jumped off the ship. She goes back to get her doll that she left, and you guys <laughs> left her, you guys left her it, in Vietnam while you took the boat back. And
3: then found some other little girl to raise. Her.
0: So so Angelique Jolie really got her adopting policies from you guys, right? She just picked up picked up the first kid who was walking around absent of their parent.
3: I couldn't have said it any better.
0: <laughs> but you do have a good relationship with this stranger. That's your sister, right? I, I
3: do. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> she fits in quite well most of the time.
0: <laughs> okay. So. You guys get on the ship, there's a lot of people, and you landed right next door to Bill Clinton in Arkansas.
3: Well, we a couple stops, so we went to the Philippines. Uh, We were at a camp there for a while while the uh, Americans were trying to figure out what to do with all these Mm -hmm. Vietnamese people. Mm -hmm. And from there, we got on a plane to Hawaii. And then from Hawaii, I kind of split everyone up, and we ended up in Fort Chaffee, Arkansas.
0: It sounds like you guys were on a cruise. It it, it, it didn't didn't sound like refugees to me. That sounds like, shit, I haven't been to Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
3: Well, you get on a boat and you have a new sister. Yeah, it sounds like a cruise to me. (laughs)
0: So you ended up at Fort Who? Brad? Fort Chappie. Chappie, Okay. And yeah,
3: do you, do you remember you, you had a student once named Chaffee, uh That's she was right. A Vietnamese name. Yeah. yeah. She. I asked her, she She's named after that place. Oh. She name no. named herself after. <laughs> yeah. I said, How "Are you? Did you change your name after Fort Chappie? She said, "Yeah." So I, I said,
0: remember. Okay. her. I yeah. remember her too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, she's. Oh my goodness. Okay. So.
3: Fort Chaffee.
2: I know, but where did she go to? Oh,
3: I don't know. She shows up once in a while. Oh,
2: does
0: she? Yeah. So now you're in the fort. You get you come to Michigan with the Klan and yep. and, Stop, and
3: stopping at at Missouri and, and Illinois on the way. Uh, then
0: you end up in the suburbs where they don't even let black people go. So you, no. <laughs>
3: you, <laughs> <laughs> you 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 I, when, you when guys was, had you know, there a charm. Was, there was one black person. There was one black person in my elementary school.
0: You guys had a charmed life. I should have been raised in Vietnam. I I would have got a better education. Okay, so wait a minute. So you you get out of Illinois and you go to, where would you end up? Michigan?
3: Inkster, Michigan was the first um, place after. We were Chicago Ridge, Illinois, Mm -hmm. and then moved to Inkster, and that's where I did kindergarten.
0: And what was Dad doing? Here, while you guys were in he, Michigan,
3: he had to go and, and redo his medical training to get a license here. Mm-hmm. And so, so, even though he had already been practicing medicine, he it
2: twice? yeah. Oh my!
3: And yeah, he, so he actually left before the end of the war. He came and studied here while the war was going on. Already done his service, and then came back, and then. When, when we came here, he, he did his residency um, in, in Michigan. And after he finished that, we moved to Livonia, Michigan, which is like the definition of suburbia. Mm-hmm. And my parents still live there now.
0: What's his specialty? What is his field? He, Gen- internal medicine. Internal yeah, medicine. Practice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And your sisters, the fake one um, and, and the real one?
3: The, the fake one, she, she still lives in Michigan. What she does she do? has two kids. And she works in marketing.
0: Oh, marketing! Okay. And what about
3: and my old my, my older sister
0: mm-hmm.
3: lives in Milwaukee, and she is a doctor. She practices adult medicine.
0: Oh, she took after dad.
3: She took after dad. Yeah.
0: So you're the failure in the family, huh? Yeah, you
3: could say that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: no way.
0: So Coy is the underachiever. He beca- <laughs> he became an attorney. So he could just... I'm the free spirit. So, <laughs> free. So, so he could just sue the doctors who do the real work. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I see. Okay. And so now, both sister Is the sister that's the doctor, is she married? No.
3: They are both married. And yeah.
0: Now, so you get to michigan you went to grammar school and where'd you do your your undergrad high school and undergrad where what was that all done in michigan or what where, where did you do
3: yeah it was all in michigan i went to uh henry clay elementary school and then that closed down i don't know why it closed down and then herbert hoover elementary school robert frost middle school just all these you know <laughs> yeah they and uh, Adlai E. Stevenson High School.
4: Oh.
3: And then, then while I was at Adlai E. Stevenson, I took some classes uh, at Winston Churchill High School. And, <laughs> and, uh, what the hell
2: are these names? Are you making this up? I'm not making this up.
0: Well, these are real oh. pe- real people now. I mean... Yeah, uh, <laughs> they are
2: real people, but...
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and, yeah I, I, just, I just happened to go to the high school of a person named after a losing candidate in an in election. <laughs> but, you know, that's Okay. <laughs> If if I ever have kids, then maybe they'll go to, I don't know, Al Gore High School, and
4: (laughs) Michael Dukakis Junior (laughs) High, and Bob Dole, Summer School. Uh,
0: Okay, so... And how did the kids treat you while you were in uh, school? Did they treat you any different than somebody who was born here, or did they accept you as, a, as a, a peer?
3: Are you asking me if I was a, a model minority stereotype?
0: I was, I'm was. i asking you if you were profiled. No,
3: I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I, I, I think for the most part, I mean, it's a suburb, so I didn't know better anyway. So.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You didn't know you were being profiled, in other words.
3: Exactly. I got
0: you. Okay. And yeah. college?
3: College, University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. I studied linguistics, just kind of for a lack of knowing what else to study, and, mm-hmm. and, and I had read some noam chomsky political books and so i said okay well i'll just study what he knows (laughs) and and at that point i had figured out i was going to go to law school anyway so it didn't really matter Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. and what made you opt out medical school for law school what was the rationale
3: i I actually spent about three years majoring in, in the various sciences Mm-hmm. Chemistry, uh, molecular biology, and, and my heart just really wasn't in it. You know, I, I just kind of gravitated more towards justice related things or, or the social sciences or just, you know, kind of knowing how the world works, but not on like a microscopic level, but social dynamics. Got and it. Being able to do things at that level.
0: And did you have any pushback from the, the family based oh, on totally. your decision? They,
3: they, they, yeah, they thought that um, that was not their preferred choice mm-hmm. to go into.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But well, you know, just uh, it was an act of rebellion. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I did, it. and so you rebelled while they were paying the bill, or did they make you pay for your? Own- <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's re- rebellious kids usually let the parents foot the bill while they're being rebellious,
4: <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty traditional. Yeah. So you get out of law school, and what was your? Vision. What did you want to do? Well,
3: they say that if, if you go to any particular law school, mm-hmm. you can divide the class in two, and you have half the class that will say, "I always want to be a lawyer. Or my dad's a lawyer, mm-hmm. and I've had this vision of what I want to be." Mm-hmm. And then you have the other half, like I went to law school because I had no idea what I wanted to do in my life, <laughs> kind of like graduate school for the. You're um, like a philosopher, it. right? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And and you can kind of guess which half I was in.
0: <laughs> you oh. So, so, do we get a multiple choice here or what? I
3: uh, mean, uh, yeah, yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So, we'll let the listeners figure out which one you were. So, you got out of law school, and I'll leave you there for the moment because your other half, you can see that she's so anxious to tell her story. Oh, no.
4: No, I'm not anxious she, to
3: go she, back to she, my birth. Now, the interesting part of this. Podcast. Hey, oh hey, yeah! She's, she's so
0: in, she's dumb. so anxious to tell. She was telling your story. So, <laughs> I love his story. <laughs> so now, Rachel, you mm-hmm. get to tell your story. So oh,
2: t- oh,
0: So tell there's us.
2: There's not much fear, A lot there. Well,
0: you can pretend you you're Donald Trump. Just make some shit up. <laughs> <I'm not.
2: laughs> No freaking way!
0: <laughs> Make some stuff up. Don't worry. So,
2: <laughs> take us no. back.
0: Take us back to the beginning. Just pretend we're hypnotizing you, and you're in a fetal position. And well, and how do
3: you know she's not right now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good guess, wasn't it? So it was. <laughs> well, once you told me this Monica Lewinsky thing, I know what position she's in. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I think my listeners already know where she's at. So so while she's there, we might as well start from there.
2: Oh, lord
0: Yes, honey. Please uh oh, well, well, I'm a twin.
2: So when I was in some What do you I what do you mean? What person. do you what
0: do you mean you're a twin? Oh, I have a twin sister. So
2: I'm an identical twin and my mom didn't really even know she was going to have me. And so I was, you know, we were both mistakes, but I was like, <laughs> double
0: mistake. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean in the what? delivery room, they were wrapping up and yeah. closing, cutting you know, off the.
2: forgot l- left the room. <laughs> and the doctor, yeah, and they were like, the, the they were needing my mom's stomach, you know, for the afterbirth. And they were like, oh my God, there's another baby in here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> say wait Say call 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 everybody back. Uh, cut the lights back off. Uh, it's, it's a bur- it's a burglar. It's a burglar. Yeah, right? Oh my god. Okay, so yeah.
2: So I think my dad was down in the waiting room, like freaking out, like what? <laughs> and then so I didn't really have a name for like three days. They called me the skinny one, and well, then I got a name.
0: So. Your sister is the older one because she was here first, right?
2: Well, yeah, she came out first uh, mm-hmm. three minutes well, so anyway, she beat me out and she had a lot of hair, and she was a lot fatter than me, and probably just from eating in there
0: or something I don't know so so wait a minute, your sister is who what's her name Colin Colin Okay. Colin, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so how come they name identical twins totally different names? It should be Rachel and. <laughs> And ratchet or something.
2: They thought, you know, we if they didn't have a boy yet, so they kept give they kept having this name Justin Dean as we were <laughs> going to be that, you know. But they didn't even know what they were going to have. So,
0: mm-hmm. so yeah,
2: so they can see my great great grandmother's name, and I've seen pictures of her. And she just looks like the meanest straight nose hawk nose woman. Yeah, she looks like a freaking battle axe.
0: Really? So, oh yeah. So wait a minute. So we got Colin, who's the fat one. She's your fat. <laughs> she's she... not
2: fat now, but <laughs> oh, she was oh. fat and... <laughs> oh, so she.
0: So what you're saying is she's not. She didn't keep her baby fat weight. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So. Yes,
2: uh, well, I'm a
0: twin. So we've got Colin, who's the who's the healthy one, and you're the skinny. Right. And you're the skinny one. And. Uh-huh. And are you two the only kids in the family?
2: No, we have two other sisters too.
0: And were they twins?
2: No, nope, no, nope, they're not. One, I have one that's five years older than me, and then one that's ten years older than me. Damn! Oh, four girls. Damn! Damn! That's right. Damn! <laughs> yeah. And really uh, what? Uh, there were a lot of emotions happening.
0: Oh my goodness! What <laughs> does what does your father do for a living? Besides make well, my make God, girls. He-
2: <laughs> yeah, he made a lot of girls. Well, my father passed away in 2017. Oh, I'm sorry. But he did a lot of different things during his life. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of an odd job type person, but for the most part, he was a fertilizer broker. Okay. And then we kind of moved back to where he's from, and then he worked with my grandpa at his newspaper. So he's kind of a newspaper dude, and then after that, it just gets kind of... Well, well, wait a minute. Where
0: were you? You say move from where you were from? And what, what? Well,
2: I was born. I was born in Decatur, Illinois.
0: Okay, so downstate.
2: So it's like central. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we moved further downstate. We moved to. It's a- Town called Albion, Illinois. It's like twenty-two thousand people. Okay. Yeah, so it's a very small town. Okay. And we didn't even have like we had a one restaurant in the town. No alcohol. We only recently got alcohol actually.
0: No indoor plumbing.
2: My mom lived without indoor plumbing, but no, there's indoor plumbing there now. Uh, Unless but- you live down by the river.
0: Oh my goodness! And what did your mom do for yeah. a living? What did your mom do for a living?
2: My mom was a pretty much a homemaker. When my dad, when we moved back to Albion, then she worked at the newspaper with my dad for a while, but mm-hmm. she she didn't work like that. She just worked on us. Work
0: worked on making those girls.
2: Uh
0: huh. Okay. And your sisters, what where are they now? What do they do?
2: They are in Albion. And one sister, well, she did work with titles. I don't know really what that means. She worked the books at this title place. Mm-hmm. And then she, she's kind of missing in action right now. But
0: What do you mean she's in missing adulthood? in action?
2: Well, she's just some people just kind of get lost. Not <laughs> a lot. She's looking for herself. She's looking for herself what right do mean, now.
0: Were you saying yeah. you, you went to, my, uh, to the grocery store and... and- <laughs> And she time she time never ago, she never life came life. back to the to the house when you guys went shopping. What do you mean she's lost? Yeah, she's just a
2: little nutty. she's spirit. She is. Yeah.
0: So she ended she's up with star. the with the same soldier that Koi's s- fake sister ended up with.
2: Yeah, let's say
0: that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, and then
2: my my oldest sister she does this thing that she's really good at cheerleading for people, and she. It's just Optavia, and it's like
0: this pyramid scheme kind of
2: diet thing that she does. And- pyramid
0: scheme? Uh, it sounds like it she's going to be doing some prison time pretty soon.
2: <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, uh, well,
0: you don't mean prison. You don't mean pyramid scheme, because both of those things sound uh, a little shady.
2: Know, were you kind of like... Um- it? Amway. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah.
0: Tupperware, Amway, Mary uh, Kay. Well, it's
2: kind of like a diet thing, lifestyle, and they sell these bars that you eat instead of eating food. And,
0: mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. You know. Yeah, I got but, you. A scheme.
2: Well, people are fat, you know, so they have to they do it and they lose all this weight and then they become coaches and then her. People, coaches make her money, and that's how it kind of works. Like, the money just builds up towards the people at the top. Yeah, that
0: right? sounds, and, sounds yeah. like a pyramid scheme to me.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she does it, and she makes really good money at it. So hey, I she, could never do that. I could never sell myself like that. She, she makes has to be very positive.
0: She makes money, and the people are losing weight because they don't get to eat real food. They just eat a candy right. bar, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She's Republican. Yeah, no,
2: she isn't. That's what's crazy. Oh, my God. She
0: is. And what does Colin do?
2: Well, she's worked as a server for a long time, and so now that the pandemic said she's not really doing that anymore. So she's between jobs, and she's an amazing designer, and she designs costumes, and she's a great seamstress. She's an artist, too, really. It's just that Mm -hmm. it's really hard to say you're an artist because you might not. It's not like saying you're a lawyer because you don't make money in the same way. But
0: well, artists make a lot of money. Uh, they just sold a piece of sculpture for $10, $10 million. Oh, I know. Oh, su- my gosh. Yes. At, at the auction house last week. So don't don't oh, okay. don't downplay artists. So okay, I'm not. They make Believe a lot me. of money. They usually have to they be can. dead, but they do make money.
4: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. We're
0: working on it. Oh, Lord. So, yes, so no. now tell me. About your education, how, where you started at in kindergarten there, to be uh, this famous art and dance director?
2: No, I, I just went to regular elementary school and high school in the towns I was from, and then I went to... Mm-hmm. I tried to go to Carbondale to school, but that didn't really work out that well. And well
0: why, why didn't it?
2: Oh, I just wasn't ready to go to school.
0: Okay, well, Carbondale, you know, I, Carbondale is a party like school. Me. I don't
2: like being told when to do something—that's my thing with school. It's just I'm really self-motivated, and I like to be self-directed. And so I was—I wasn't into what they were telling me to do. I, mm. It was awful. I, I'm right. not a good student. I'm not a good student with structure. No.
0: So you have a low tolerance for authority. Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> you got it.
0: I see. Yeah. Okay.
2: Probably.
0: I see. And so
2: Yeah, so I didn't I didn't last long there and then I kind of went to a junior college to get my GE's out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then I came to Chicago, and I came to Columbia College, and then that's when I started dancing. Mm. I just said, fuck it, I'm going to dance.
3: This when your parents were bold to dancing, right?
2: Yeah, my mom loved dancing, but my parents were very creative, actually, although they didn't use it, but they didn't use it for their living or anything, but they're really creative, too. My dad was an amazing writer, mm-hmm. and my mom can draw, and just. She's just
0: really creative with her thing. She's an amazing singer. So so mom is still living, dad is deceased, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And the two sisters, two are downstate and your twin are here in Chicago? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Yep, yep. I've got it now. I think I brought the listeners uh, up to date. Uh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. my God. It's, it's rough. Okay. So yeah. let's get back to the counselor here. Counselor, so you're currently employed doing what now? You,
3: my title is case administrator mm-hmm. with FINRA, the financial industry uh, regulatory authority. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm in the dispute resolution department. We handle arbitrations for... People who have complaints against against their financial advisors and also and various other financial industry related arbitrations and and I, I, I work in drafting awards, administering the the arbitration program.
0: So when Bernie Madoff takes your money, you you help people uh, get two cents on the dollar.
3: Yeah, they, they could have brought an arbitration against him, but yeah, that probably would not have. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I actually I haven't, I've never looked to see if, if there was a, a case mm-hmm. against against his organization or not.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I got you. Sure. I, and, and you like your work, of course, right?
3: I, I do like my work. I think we're on the right side. We're protecting investors, we're protecting elderly people from being ripped off by financial advisors who are less than scrupulous. Mm hmm. And, and it's interesting. And before that, I had my own practice for about twelve years, which which was enjoyable. But I definitely prefer more structure in my in my career and, and having just working for an organization and not worrying about the
0: the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I got you. All right. Can you guys, Coy, Can you regress me back? Let's talk about Tango. How you got tango. into Tango? Yeah. I mean, it's an afterthought at this point, but we might as well discuss it.
3: Yeah. Let's- um, so so after I moved here, uh, I think it was around, I don't remember when I started exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it was, uh, I know the date, but not the year. It was August 19th, but I don't know what year it was. <laughs> and, and it was either a Tuesday or a Thursday, because I think my classes <laughs> were on. I think it was, it was Thursday. <laughs> so I guess I could find out. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a look at the calendar and figure out what year it is. But, oh, that's you know, I, I, after I moved here, um, you know, it was like when was in college and law school, you always make friends. Mm-hmm. And in school, and then after I moved here, I started working. I, I was on my second job here, and and I had some friends that I had known from law school and and from before,
4: mm-hmm. but
3: you know, otherwise, I didn't really, I wasn't meeting new people, and and it was just like I just wanted to kind of go out and do something. So,
4: mm-hmm.
3: I, so I opened this Discovery Center catalog. I don't, I think the Discovery Center is still around, mm-hmm. and. You mm-hmm. thought, okay, I'm going to take a class. It's a good way to just get out, socialize, put yourself out there, and meet people. Right. And one of the first pages I turned to was just like the dance. And in college, I had lived with some roommates and a couple of them from Mexico, and they tried to teach me some cumbia and salsa once, and they just said, forget it. You know, <laughs> you have no rhythm. You'll never be a dancer. It's just not for you. And so I thought, you know, I going to challenge myself. I want to do something that's really out of my comfort zone.
4: Mm-hmm. And,
3: mm-hmm. and at the time, I didn't even know what Argentine tango looked like or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, this is like the furthest thing I would ever do. So I signed up for this class. I show up there. There were like 12 other people there mm-hmm. that day. and. And there was this teacher there, his name was Milton, mm-hmm. and super nice guy, and he, he, he brought his partner there and demonstrated for us at the end, okay, eventually this is what you're going to look like, but mm-hmm. so he does this this whole dance, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I went there a couple of times, and you know, he said, this is a six-week class, and, and I can only teach you so much, mm-hmm. and if you really want to dance, there's this place. At this point, it kind of sounds like, like he's trying to draw you into a cult, there's this place. <laughs> Really friendly. There's beautiful women there, and and it's downtown. And I'm like, okay, tell me where, where is it? And so he gave me your address when you were on right. Madison, and mm-hmm. I showed up there, mm-hmm. and uh, the rest, as they say, is history.
0: So you got involved with the cult master, huh?
3: I did, yeah, yeah. Is that what you call yourself nowadays? You, I
0: think you were talking about Milton.
3: No, I think he's the
4: recruiter for the cult master. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god!
0: Okay, you went from the Discovery Center with my good friend. Well, I was
3: still going to the Discovery Center, so
0: because mm-hmm.
3: you know, I think I had some time left, and and Milton, he says. Does- well, why don't you come back, you know, next time? I, I could use some help. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept going to this. I mean, it was the same six weeks over and over. So at this point, and then I'm going to your place, and you're like, okay, get on the music. Do the basic eight and then, and then you're telling me, okay, teach this person the basic eight now. And Milton is telling me, okay, can you help this person with the basic eight?" I'm like, okay. I feel like I know the basic eight very well right now. I'm like, I got it. This this, this is the way you learn it. You know, you're going to two different places and you're teaching the same thing to new students every six weeks.
4: perfect. It is.
0: Yeah. So you earned your doctor's degree in in counting to eight at the the Discovery Center. Yeah. Then you came and did some more basic eight downtown. And, uh, I got
3: really good at the basic eight.
0: <laughs> and did you meet anybody? You said you're looking for some friends. Did you meet any friends while you were?
3: Yeah, I, I met uh, a, a lot of friends, some some of the best friends I still have now. And, and it, it's been, yeah, it's been life-changing. And, and actually, that's one of the first things that you said to me. I think, you know, I walked into this class, and there's just, like, a lot of ton, tons of things going on. And I just remember seeing... Well, a student I learned later on had been there like two weeks before me. He started two weeks before I did. And I saw him dance, and I'm like, God, I wish I could dance like that someday. It was like the most amazing thing, and it took so much skill. And, and of course, he's always going to be two weeks ahead of me for at least the first six months. I'm like, this guy is like he's basically my tango hero. He started two weeks before I did. And
0: two weeks. He had two weeks on you, and he, he was a role model. He was, he was my tango role model for, for
3: probably the next six months. Like. If I could ever dance like that, then my life would be all set.
4: Well,
0: I'm gonna make sure I tell Yevgeny that you adored him.
4: <laughs> Yevgeny started after me. week
2: <laughs> uh,
0: No, Rachel, I don't think you know who we're talking about. But so oh, she knows. No, that's. No, yeah, you.
2: I know Yevgeny. She
0: knows Yevgeny. Really?
2: Oh, she's. You know, wait, Nick here? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. She's. She gets around, doesn't she? <laughs> she
2: knows things. She, no, yes, gets around. Uh,
0: uh, hey, hey, you get around, honey. I, 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 can't play you cheap anymore. Okay, so
2: they don't cost much for nothing.
0: So you're in, you start going to Tango. Now, how much time did you put in, Coy? I mean, were you going once a month, or once every six weeks? Uh, oh,
3: yeah. So at first I was going every Thursday, starting August 19th, some <laughs> unknown year.
2: And <laughs> 72.
3: And you had your classes on Tuesday and Friday. So oh. I think I was kind of that. Mm-hmm. And then you thought it would be a good idea. Hey, why don't you come help me out on my Saturday class? <laughs> So I would come to that, what is that, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, that's four days a week now. And, and th- at this point, I haven't even discovered milangas yet, because, because I haven't. And, 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 and so I think that was, I didn't go to my first milonga until about a year, I think. Oh so just, just only four days a week initially.
0: When you started. Now, let's see, who would have been there? Were you there with Sasha and Misha?
3: Well, well, my my two-week hero was Jason Arnold.
0: Oh, yeah, my man. He's in California now. Yeah,
3: Uh, and and Karen and Tim were already there. I think they had a couple years on me. And then Sasha and Misha, and I think the Slobodniks were, I think they started around the same time I did.
0: Okay. What about... What about, what's my guy's name? Who went to Korea? Oh, Song, no, Song
3: started about, Song started, I think, wasn't he there when you were at Michigan Avenue? Yeah. No, I mean, he started then, right? I think yeah, was, he like, started, so he later. started
0: after you. Okay. So, so you were there with some heavy hitters. And so tell me this as a leader, which followers influenced you the most and helped your leading abilities? flourish that's what i'd like to know i
3: think first karen was a force she was definitely very encouraging and what helped a lot too is that we had those late night after hours the secret time i think that people didn't (laughs) necessarily know about when when (laughs) when everyone had gone home and assumed that we had gone home that's when that's when that's when al gates wakes up and says put on whitney houston and says dance to this and that's that's so that's when the real learning began, and uh, I really benefited from that, oh. and just having the, the laboratory there and and trying things out that uh, you'd have an idea and say to Karen or Tim or whoever was still there, hey, let me try this on you, and, and you know, speaking of which followers are there, since we had to learn to lead and follow, then yeah, I could say Tim too, I mean just mm-hmm. uh, uh, leading him or, or or following him, and, and just mm-hmm. I think we all just really learn from each other. So
0: specifically, no follower stood out at that point, that other than Miss Ma. Is that is that it? Well,
3: no, Miss Ma was she was already there when I came, and of course and just dancing with her helped a lot, but of course Jackie Panici mm-hmm. and Little Liz, there's so many people just dancing with them and learning from them, seeing what worked with them and what didn't. I, I think there were so many people that they, they all contribute to your dancing.
0: So let me ask a few questions here that I'm sure that uh, current followers of today would love to know. They have some questions. Just pretend I don't really know you well. And I just got here to Chicago and I'm trying to take back some information to those followers who want to see you sitting in the corner enjoying a strong drink and they wanna know why does that guy never ask me to dance? That's the first question that all the women wanna know. They say, Well, he never asked us to well, dance
2: because he asked a strong drink. Yeah
0: <laughs> well, well hey, that would <laughs> be first, that would be my best guess. Thing,
3: <laughs> if, if I'm not dancing then the first person you should blame should be the DJ.
0: Okay, so the the answer to that question is if you hear some music that you really love, you would be dancing.
3: Well, I I would be much more likely to be dancing. If if, if I'm not dancing, then then the most likely culprit is the bad music.
0: Ah, okay. Well, now, that solves some problems. With that, if the DJ was going to please you, name a few of your favorite orchestras uh, so the people who are listening and they see you sitting, then they'll know to up their playlist game. Who are your favorite orchestras that they should be playing?
3: Well, I'm a traditional guy. I like Pugliese and Darienzo, the polar opposites, but also uh, Canero. Mm-hmm. Nero especially hits me long goes. and uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with Troilo, she, uh, Ray, Rachel sings Troilo to me but
0: You'll get you a uh, chance I'm Rachel on, Yeah,
3: I'm, 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 I'm not big on Troilo, I, actually I, it's easier for me to name my least favorite Okay Charlie for one, that reminds me of walking a lot
4: <laughs> And anything
3: with powerful singing, unnecessary minor keys uh-huh. But otherwise pretty open, as long as it's nice rhythm Nice melody, not a lot of powerful singing.
0: So you said your least favorite is Desarly and anybody else? And is that only just? No, Desarli
3: my third least favorite. Veralo is my least favorite, just for the record. Okay. D'Agostino, he's he's down there.
0: Okay. For you DJs that's listening, if you're playing any of those three people, and the women want to dance with this guy, he ain't dancing to that. So all right. <laughs> He ain't dancing to those (laughs) no music people. Okay. Yes, exactly. All right. And what would be the next question they would ask me? Tell me, how long have you been dancing, sir? Well, I know you don't well, know what year you what started. Years, right. Give me a rough estimate um, of how many years you've been dancing. I think 19. 19 years. Okay. 19 years. So, 19 years of dancing. How long have you known uh, that the lady that's sitting next to you waiting on the number nine bus? <laughs>
3: well, we've known each other more than two years now. Okay.
0: So, you had 17 years on her. Okay. So... No. So here's what I want to know: Before Rachel, who's been your favorite dance partners?
3: I've had so many. I mean, I, well, I, 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 just
0: not, give me the top five.
3: I can't do that. Okay, that would that, Get, that, that, that would upset the other
0: the other ten. Oh, okay, all right then
3: qualities you love about your favorite. Yeah, I can do that. I I think the first thing is that I I give anyone a chance. I I don't like, I'm not, if I go into a Milonga in a different city or Mm-hmm. Or someone or I see someone here that, that I haven't danced mm-hmm. with before, I, I'm not really looking necessarily for the best dancers technically mm-hmm. or anything like that. The first thing I'm, I really do am the first thing I really am looking for is just general approachability. And I don't mean just I'm not intimidated to approach people, but mm-hmm. someone who looks friendly and fun and, and looks like they're having fun. So if they're dancing with other guys and, or other leaders and they look you know just unhappy all the time, Mm-hmm. Even if they're dancing beautifully, I, I don't want to <laughs> dance with this person. It's not going to be enjoyable for me. So,
0: so, just so, someone that looks like they're there to have fun so, and, and so, have a
3: good attitude.
0: So wait just a minute. And, so wait, wait, wait. No, that's number
3: one, though. So wait, I'm not wait, 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 wait. Hold on. One yeah, yeah.
0: on. I just want to understand. I can clarify uh-huh. this for the people who are listening. When you say you're the their technique or their skill level is not the overlying issue, that it's more important for them to be affable, friendly, pleasant, and having fun. Is that what you just said? That, that is what I just said, yes. Oh, all right. So that means you could really be just as happy dancing with someone who never took a lesson, who just who was very bubbly and friendly, giggly, and you would be just as happy with that person getting around the floor? Or?
3: No, see, because that's just a threshold. The second thing, oh. though, is part of having a good attitude, I think, is just being able to know that you need to work on your dance or try to improve or just being considerate of your partner. So someone who says, I want to dance tango, mm-hmm. but never even bothers to take a class, yeah. doesn't have that that, that that motivation. If they just think, well, I'm going to go into this milonga and I'm going to have and because I look pretty, I'm going to have everyone dance with me, even though I've ne- never taken a class before. Mm-hmm. Then to me, that, that that's kind of a bad attitude. I mean, you could be fun, loving and friendly, but at the same time, you're, you're not putting in your part. You're not putting in the work. Mm. So, no, that, that, that would not work.
0: OK, so then their proficiency and and at least an ability to no,
3: drive and where they are relative to how long they've been dancing. So the first time I danced with Rachel, Mm -hmm. she had only been dancing, I think, (laughs) four or five months. But I knew right away, this person is really attentive and she's really serious and she's going to be amazing someday. And and I was right about that. And, And I enjoyed it right away. It wasn't like she's a beginner and I will enjoy it someday. No, I enjoyed it right away because I could just tell from the first time we danced, that uh, this is the kind of person that she is. And at the same time, she's laughing the whole time, too. <laughs> and, and just had a great attitude. So, so it wasn't a, then it wasn't a question for me of when she going to be fun. She was already fun. It's just a question of oh, she's already good. I I got to watch her get better and better. That was I I really got rewarded there.
0: Hey, he's digging a real big hole, isn't he, Rachel?
4: Hey,
0: hey, I want to see him dig out of this hole. I mean, the more he digs, the more the bigger the hole gets. It's like oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness, okay. Uh, uh, so so just you know, the, the, the
3: opposite of that would be someone who they, they might, if they dance with them the first time and then six months later this person is just getting worse or is still has the same issues.
4: Mm-hmm. And then
3: to me, you know, it's kind of like, well, they're not really working on their, their art at all, and, and that makes it a lot less enjoyable. So th- that's more about attitude than about actual skill. I would rather dance someone who's kind of newer but trying to improve, and you can tell that, that they're really focused on it, mm-hmm. than someone who, who is not friendly, and they may dance very well, but, but they think that, that you know they're too good for you or Mm-hmm. that they don't need to work on their dance at all
0: so attitude and personality is is all a part of the followers burden she's not only has to be uh technically apt, she has to have personality and show some willingness to be affable is that it
3: well i don't i don't i don't think she needs to have technical uh ability i, I think she needs to want to have technical ability but if she doesn't uh, that's not going to stop me from dancing with anyone
0: so then again we're back in this vicious circle so she doesn't have to have good technique just giggle like a son of a gun and
3: no she has to want to have good technique and has to be working towards it oh okay it, yeah
0: all right okay i got it rachel yeah honey sweetie uh-huh. darling i don't want to be in that same hole with with, with him so i <laughs> You see how I'm sugarcoating this because, hey, oh, after, no. after I heard him dig that hole, I ain't getting in that one. Okay, now, so can you tell me, he said you started uh, doing tango a couple years ago? you I think
2: so, right? A couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. Okay, so
0: what got you into tango, sweetie? What was your foray?
2: Yes, I was... It sounds so stupid, because everyone says this, but I had
0: this really big breakup with somebody, and my mom was like, I just always seen you do seeing doing the
2: tango. In my mind, I just seen you doing it. Wait, okay. wait, wait. I mean, you say your mother said what? Yeah, she's like, I just see you dancing tango. I don't know, I just see it. I just think you should take a lesson. Well, wait,
0: wait, crazy. wait, hold it. You just yeah. said that you broke up with somebody, and your mother says, She thinks you should do tango after you broke up with somebody. Is that what, am I hearing that right? It
2: had been a while and I was just kind of bummed still and sitting around and kind of, what am I going to do? And Well, well, okay,
0: okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to this. So you... Why did you break up with this guy? It
2: was like a ten-year relationship, and he was an alcoholic. So you drove you me?
0: drove the man to drink.
2: <laughs> oh no, I I don't think I did that. You, you
0: it wasn't your fault. Okay, so and he. Well, I'm
2: sure I had a part in it, but <laughs> not in his drinking. Okay,
0: so he wouldn't take the twelve-step program.
2: Right. No.
0: And who left who? Did he leave you because you wouldn't drink with him?
2: No, I left him.
0: Okay, so you left. Yeah. And then you were bummed because you left.
2: Well, yeah, I was just, my dog had died, my dad had died, everything had happened around the same time. and
0: Oh, my goodness. I was just
2: kind of, yeah, it was a, like a big dark time. And then I just remember that my mom said she loves Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god this, this show mm-hmm. is like everything to her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what she she thought she doesn't know what Ar- she knows now what Argentine tango looks like that it doesn't look like Dancing with the Stars. But right,
0: right, right.
2: She just said, oh I see you Dancing Tango, you should really take a lesson and then I looked into it and I saw that they were teaching a free lesson at what is that tango place, the steakhouse. Artango. Our Artango. Our okay. So I go there with some ridiculous outfit on and I get a drink and I remember the, the Anan and Daniela walking in and there was only one other person that was gonna take class and it was the middle of winter, like it was cold. Mm-hmm. And no one to be out. I don't even know what. Why did I go on this night? Because you were bummed. You were
0: bummed because your dog yeah. had died, and dad, died yeah. and the guy, right. the guy wouldn't quit drinking. Yeah. We know why you're out yeah. in the winter.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then I, I did this lesson. And then um I remember there was a really drunk woman also taking the lesson, and it <laughs> was really funny because
0: was she related <laughs> to the guy fun. that that you left? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right, no, but it's not oh, okay. like that. Okay. And then I just started taking. They said, "Oh, you should come to our class at our studio." And I was like, "Okay." So then I just started going to class, and and right away, silly me, someone said, "Oh, I had probably taken two or three classes." And mm-hmm. Mike, what's Mike's last Hopenworth. name? Yeah, Mike Hoppenworth, who who has the dance shoes up there. He's like, oh, let's Mike Hoppenworth after class was like, "Hey, let's go to the Longa And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and I didn't even know it was going to be a big deal uh-huh. to just show up there. So I just—I didn't dress up for anything. I just wore my practice clothes. I just went, and then I showed up there. And I was the only woman there at the beginning. And so all these men were there. And I remember Coy was there. Mm-hmm. And they all take turns dancing with me and just i was so bad i don't even know you were
0: bad or they were bad
2: oh i i was really i didn't even know how to walk i didn't know how to do any of it and these dudes just took it upon themselves to dance with me during that time well if you were
0: you were the only woman there i mean come on now i mean hey hey
2: hey
0: what do you expect from the guys? You're the only woman there that which means you're the you're the special woman, right?
2: Oh, my Lord. It was a shit show, Al. I mean, I have never felt so humbled in my whole entire life. And guess who didn't dance with me that night, Al?
0: Uh the only one Oh my goodness. Are you serious?
2: And I was bubbly. And you I were bubbly and
0: giggling and, 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 and <laughs> so he's full of shit, isn't he? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, talking about... Yeah. Talking about.
4: No, you
2: know, he tried to... Actually, all the other people came up and asked me if they didn't cabaseo me because I had no idea that's what even the deal was. I yeah. didn't know about cabaseo. Uh-huh. So I'm sure Coy was trying to make eye contact me. What about, me. What about this one? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. so, I, I just wasn't
0: noticing. So, wait a minute. You are the only woman there and Coy still wouldn't dance with you, huh? <laughs> he he He's a rotten guy, isn't he? What a rotten no. guy. I can't believe that. You no, can't.
2: he had his reasons. I mean, you ought to see how how much these dudes were sweating like trying to get me to do whatever they wanted me to do. It was just, <laughs> I have waves of embarrassment thinking about it. A lot of my tango moments have been really embarrassing. Um, it was
0: fun, right?
2: It was. And then I went back to the next class, and Daniela was like, all ears. She was like, tell me about how people put be long. I think she thought it was going to be terrible, and I just told her, "All oh, these people danced with me. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. She was like, oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. uh, Corey, how
0: how did she look when you just saw her the first time? <laughs> what what did you think? Since
3: he was sitting with me, and then she walked in, and we're both like, "Who is that?" And uh-huh. I don't know why didn't you go ask her to dance? And uh-huh. so you can tell me because I, I really, I knew that she had just that she I'd never seen her before, but I didn't know uh-huh. if she was from out of town or uh-huh. or just starting out. But so she
2: I don't was. think I even had tears.
3: No, but, but she looked, like, not bad. I, I was trying to figure out. What I'm trying was.
0: to get you out of that hole, man, but you, you just won't take the hint, huh? Tell me again, Coy, <laughs> how did she look? She looked great. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> no, no, I didn't. <laughs> and,
0: and so her dancing was not up to par, but she had a great personality. Is that right? She
3: looked very elegant.
0: Oh, Oh. You a liar. Hey, you're coming out of that hole pretty good now. Okay, very. <laughs> uh, hey, he's a slow. He's a slow learner. But what can I tell you? Okay. <laughs> so, how long did it take him before he asked you to dance, honey? It wasn't too
2: long. I think five, right? months. five months. Okay, five months. You cool. were going okay, to that
0: milonga different. for five months before he asked no, you to dance? No, I
2: didn't go all the time. No, no I mean, we were
3: at a, a festival and I was just trying to make eye contact and she looked the other way. Like,
2: I just didn't know about Cabaceo. It still actually makes me really nervous to do that. So mm-hmm. I just kind of keep my eyes down a lot.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's not good. I'm not very good at it. And I don't think Coy is particularly
0: good at it either. So, yeah. So, Neither one of us are very great at
3: capoeira. Who broke the ice? Which well, I think she came in one time with Mike or her friend from the class, and he he, he sits down at the table where I'm at, so she sits there too. So we we started chatting
4: mm-hmm. for the
3: first time, and since she's sitting right next to me. I don't have to. I'm just like, do you want to dance? And we danced for the first time, and and pretty much every time I saw her after that.
2: Yeah.
0: So you you owe it all to Mike. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mike hadn't kept bringing her because you guys, yeah. had, you he guys had himself. a communication <laughs> issue, right? You, no, nobody wanted to look at the other person, and Mike just yeah. yeah. I'm not very
2: good
0: at at searching out glances. Mhm. Okay. So, honey, what did you think about your first dance with the uh, the the dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Yeah,
2: I I loved it. I just remember feeling like, oh, I think this is like what it's supposed to feel like because Mm -hmm. I haven't had that many good experiences with dancing yet Mm -hmm. because a lot of that her dancers weren't dancing with me, mm-hmm. and so I feel like, oh, this actually feels like they say, like hugging and cozy and mm. nice. And I'm it doesn't feel like a fight, and it feels it was just fun. And I remember like looking at him in between the songs, and he, he was really excited. And I was like, wow, he actually liked it, or it, something. He
0: was excited,
2: <laughs> so it didn't seem like it, it <laughs> seemed like he was just really. But, but then maybe he was just being very accommodating. I had
3: fun. I, I, I mean, everything I looked for was there. You, mm-hmm. Yeah. I could tell that you had been working, and for someone who had been dancing, like, four or five months, she mm-hmm. was amazing, uh great attitude, and just, just someone who laughs, you know, someone who doesn't... Like, I, I think, like, there's a tendency in tango to... To think that you have to be very serious all the time and, and you know, dramatic, but we're here because we're having fun. We're trying to escape from our day jobs or whatever um, we're trying to escape from. So I, I think just being able to laugh and have fun is
4: great.
2: Yeah, I just remember looking at his face and it was so open and happy and really receptive. And I'm just like, wow, that is always frustrating because a lot of times, I think especially in between the songs, people are so nervous and weird, and I think they're feeling judgmental about their own dance, and instead of just connecting with the other person and just enjoying themselves, it becomes this strange time.
0: So you have sort of a similar requirement then, right? If he wasn't looking happy, you might have not had a good experience, is that right?
2: I would have felt even, you know, more ashamed of my lack of technical ability. And then I would have danced worse. And I actually think a poor attitude with people makes people dance worse. And,
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: yeah, I like someone that's upbeat and just friendly, just authentic, lead themselves. Okay. Like someone who's put in a lot of work. So, and Koi's
0: done that. hmm And your favorite orchestras or what?
2: I don't know a lot about the music. I was, I was just trying to think of the guy who misses the beat. Yeah, okay. Biaggi. Yeah, I love Biagi And Canero. I love Milongas. Like literally anybody could do the Milonga, and I love it. But I love Canaro Milongas and Arienzo Milongas, and I love Pugliese too. But so I Bi- don't know.
0: Biaggi, Canaro. Yep. Yeah. And who?
2: Darienzo, Darienzo, Okay. Yes. And
0: finally, Pugliese. Okay. I, I like Troilo sometimes. So. I love better than I do. I like sometimes. It's like
2: sophisticated.
0: And now that you've been dancing for, what, two years, you say? Yeah,
2: like two and a half years. But, I mean, during the pandemic, I've only been dancing with Koi. Thank God I've been dancing,
0: though. Mm-hmm. hmm Tell me, in your two years experience, mm-hmm. for the ladies who are listening, who are new to tango, who can relate to yeah. your story, you've already described a good experience. Give me a a bad experience. Give me an experience that you've had with a leader, not necessarily the counselor, that you remember and that you consider a negative or a bad experience in tango. Oh, God. And we're going to eliminate the names to protect the guilty.
2: Right. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to.
0: So being thrown, in the
2: air. being thrown in the air, yeah, someone did throw me in the air. Somebody,
0: anyway, somebody threw you yeah. in the air, and well, and why why, air. why why did they do that?
2: Throw me in the air. One was successful, one was very successful, but one was not. And when Ooh. I first started dancing, I remember I danced with milonga. I've never really danced the milonga with anyone, and this guy was yelling at me the whole time. Collapse! Collapse! And he was screaming at the top of his lungs. Come on. Okay. I didn't even know what it meant. Another time, a guy tried to do every trick in the book with me. Just crazy stuff. Crazy mm-hmm. stuff. But like, I couldn't even walk yet. Mm-hmm. And he was just throwing me around and whipping me around. And I, I think at one point, my head was by his ankle. I don't know why. <laughs> I just was just like, Wow. And he was just yelling at me the entire time and yelling at me. I mean, actually yelling at me.
0: How long had you been dancing at that point?
2: Oh, maybe month, so month or two. Yeah, and then he hugged me at the end like I was his daughter. I'm just <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> I mean, and I'm, sure, I'm sure I've had a lot of experience with just not being just snotty behavior by naughty people women or that men are, that's those are, those are, those are almost worse than the people yelling collect at least they're doing it out in the open and that's them being authentic uh the, who,
0: you know, the who's who's the who's, being, snodder, who's being snobbery. snobby women or men
2: i would say both
0: really i mean
2: i think i think tango can be a very unforgiving culture
0: so okay then let's let's delineate yeah. this <laughs> the women why would they be snobby to you are they envious jealous are they insecure what what do you think is the reason
2: no i feel like give me um, your best guess I was- that a lot of even though it's supposed to be a social atmosphere that a lot of people are actually very inward mm-hmm. and introverted and so they're not as social as they might think and so they're just not themselves and they're very insecure so you get a lot of standoffish kind of behavior from people but i'm very friendly even though with those people i can kind of i can still talk to them but the
0: vibe you're getting from some of the people are standoffish but you Chalk that up to them being insecure and introverted. Yeah. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Well,
2: probably the guys, too. But I've noticed that guys, like, they, they're not going to dance with you unless their friend dances with you. And then once their friend dances with you, then they want to dance with you. And a lot of people don't put their first foot forward. They're going to wait and do things in a very roundabout way, which I found out is very tango. And not to be offended by people. They're just mm-hmm. taking care of they're being weird, and they're trying to take care of themselves in a weird way. And
0: you mean they don't want to look stupid, so they let their friend dance with you first? Or? Yeah,
2: they didn't want to look stupid before they do it. Anyway. <laughs> I
0: see. Yes. I understand.
2: I mean, honestly, I, I had this funny experience that in Nashville when Coy was DJing there with this, with this one guy. And I danced the whole tondo with this guy, and he literally only walked and did sidestep. It was just... But, the funny thing was, is it was so great, because every time he led me into a sidestep, he would just be like, that was fantastic. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> I loved every single step we made. especially the sidestep he wasn't very he
0: wasn't very demanding in other words
2: no, no those kinds of things are the things that stand out as being ridiculous and great and fun i mean mm-hmm. and i remember that guy over a thousand other amazing dancers mm-hmm. that i've danced with because he just is like so it was so loving and 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 just beautiful
0: okay you Coy really i would
2: want to dance with him 15 times in a row yeah but but,
0: but in other words <laughs> you, you... The, you and Koi tend to <coughs> require the personality and the response yeah. to be. every
2: respect and just.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, okay. Good person.
3: I, mean, I think, you know, it's a shared human experience. So if mm-hmm. so dancing just makes you more closed off, and I think where you're kind of going, maybe or maybe not, but there is like a streak of elitism in, in, in tango. And. I, I, I have an idea of where it comes from. That it's a traditional dance, and it has its, it has its culture, and, and you're supposed to do this. And there's an idea that you earn the right to dance with someone else by by working hard but and and you know, I, I, I know where it comes from, but at the same time in a way it's kind of the worst part of Tango because you're taking away the, the humanity from it, the the joy. It's
2: the origin of the dance, which was a dance for fertility and creativity. And mm-hmm. it's just that's being stolen from it. It's being whitened down and I just I think it's sad and I hope everyone comes back from the pandemic pandemic. Mm-hmm. We're, we were talking about it earlier. This one woman was saying she's going to have to start her tango from scratch. And, mm-hmm. and Floyd was like, well, maybe everyone should. But I just hope everyone comes back with better attitudes and more open, joyous dances and more open, joyous milongas. Well. Because, uh, because the other way is really ridiculous.
0: What happens is pre-pandemic, if you went to a bar, the women would be snobby and hard to get. And they have their nose stuck up and they'd be sitting with their girlfriends drinking and ignoring the men who are trying to, be friendly after seven, eight months at home. And now you can go to a grocery store and look at an apple and some woman will say, hi, how you doing? I wasn't look, I wasn't looking at you, lady. I was trying to look at the apple. <laughs> hey, sometimes people have to lose something before they appreciate it. While everybody's trying to be social they're trying to be arrogant. And now after you sit at home eight months looking at the wall, thinking life is passing you by i think people will be a lot more social when they go back so trust me i
4: hope so They will be but i hope that lasts so.
0: yeah well it's you sort of have to demand it because if if you let the snobbery and the arrogance be the norm people they'll continue doing it so yeah, and
2: it almost seems before that that snobbery and and arrogance was like a badge of honor and i just it just disgusted me
0: well it, it's been happening it's been happening for a long time and I, know, I know it didn't just start happening but uh, i
2: know i guess i guess since i i was new to it i was a little bit taken aback by it like wow this dance is so <laughs> there's so much drama around it i couldn't believe it but <laughs> well oh well it's still a beautiful dance, and what's great is you get to experience something in the moment with another person that that could be really, really special. And, so, and also really light art too. It doesn't have to be crazy serious.
0: Corey, what got you into doing DJ work? What, what made you want to do the DJ part of the dance?
3: Well, when I was learning how to dance, I heard some really great music, and... Mm-hmm. Then I started going to milongas, and you know it was kind of hit or miss, more miss than hit. Mm-hmm. I, I found that, for me, if, if the music has to make you want to dance. If, if someone says you want to dance with this, I'm getting up. It's not the same thing as where I hear something, and it's just, it just pulls me to the floor. Mm-hmm. And, and and you can go to a milonga, and the whole night, there, there might not be a single song, and then it's not an exaggeration. I've been to more than a few of these. Mm-hmm. where there's not a single song that I, that actually makes me want to dance and sometimes I'll hear a song during that milonga that's just kind of mediocre. I'm like, okay, just to get myself moving, I'll force myself to dance to this mm-hmm. and, and it'll be the best thing I dance to all night. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of a matter of taking matters into my own hands and saying if if, if I want to make sure I hear good music, then the way to do it is to play the music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so so your your happiness is in your hands, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Guys, uh, tell me this. I'd like to know from each of you. Honey, mm-hmm. you first. Tell me what you found in common with this young man that you, you happen to be cohabitating with at the moment. What is it that you found that you enjoy in common that doesn't have anything to do with tango? Oh.
2: Well, what's funny is we've, we're always singing together, and so it does have something to do with, with music, and anytime we're hanging out, we're always singing, and I love that, I love that, and cooking So, together, you're sing- and- wait,
0: wait, wait, you're singing what? <laughs>
2: oh, we just sing to the radio, or we remember a song, and then we sing the whole thing, and like, at one point, he's sang something, and I, he, I was like, oh, I know that, that is like from high school, yeah, it was a poison song, <laughs> some crazy rat, you know, what do you, you call that? oh like glam, rock. Gro- like glam rock song from the high school we-
3: that of us even like no so but
2: just... then we ended up singing it all while walking down the street and oh my goodness of were we're very different but what
0: do you mean you're different great,
2: great we can have like a really great conversation and he brings a totally different angle that i would never think about mm-hmm. and then i bring in my kind of emotional angle, and it just seems like we cover all the bases together. So then the sim- definitely-
0: it's not the similarities, it's the differences that makes it interesting. Is that right?
2: Well, well I think we do have a,
3: a great deal in common, though. What is that Greg and Dharma? There's a little bit of bad going on. I've-
0: what the hell is Greg and Dharma? It's a,
3: it's, a, it's a sitcom from the early 2000s about a straight-laced lawyer and a hippie-ish, three-wheeling...
2: Woman. Is, is and, that, and, that you, and, 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 Rachel? I think so. But oh, okay. Okay.
0: So Greg and well, Dharma, and, and this is a sitcom that comes on now? No, I think
3: it, I think it was about probably 15 no, years it's ago. Old. And, I, and I never even really watched more than an episode, but I, I think just the idea of, of us being very different superficially in mm-hmm. what we do and, and how much structure we have in our lives. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think we have an incredible amount in common she makes me laugh all the time. Oh, yeah. Like I'll just be at home and just thinking about some random thing that she does. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. We, we just, she'll, she'll just, we'll, we'll just say like one word things that we both understand. But that It's beyond yeah. just having a shared experience. It's just that, that we both just get it. Yeah, we get each other. It's
2: just, wow. I don't know. Wow. Powerful.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you
2: know, There's a lot of respect. there's just a lot of respect
0: between us. Wow. You keep him laughing, and and he keeps you singing. Yeah. So you're laughing and singing like two idiots walking down the street. Is that what you're saying? That's
2: exactly right. Yep. (laughs) And also animals. We both just, like totally love animals, and he took me What kind of um, animals? This, every kind. I mean, seriously. He just showed me a picture of a camel eating a baby's head, and I was like, that's the cutest thing <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> A camel eating a baby's head? Well, he head?
2: was like, he was, camels like to put things in their mouths, so a parent had this kid, and the meme was, the camel had the kid's head in his mouth. Oh,
0: my
4: Save uh,
2: your kid or take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he took a picture.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> oh. oh, so so you get know, you got, and, you're into animal uh, pictures?
2: Oh yeah, and just animals. We went to what was that the place? farm. I, do I have to mention? Oh asking God! We went uh-uh. to the, he, the farm to the, in Indiana. Yeah, he took me to this farm in Indiana, and we got to pet horses and goats and like pigs. Yeah, he just.
0: You went to a petting farm, did you?
2: We went, to, we
3: went to a farm. They had an open house, so we went and just hung out with the animals.
2: Yeah. I mean I grew up around horses and had, we had lots of animals growing up, but
0: you had horses yeah, when we you grew up?
2: Animals. Well, my neighbors did. They raised horses, so okay. I didn't have any horses. My dad had a horse, but not when we were Horses
0: little. horses cost a lot of money. They eat a lot.
2: Yeah they do. Yeah, they do.
0: And you gotta clean up crap. Or just build a house with it, which I've been looking <laughs> at. <laughs> he has a pet. I know he has a cat. Do you have a cat? You have. That,
2: that's he a- has
0: two cats. Who got two cats? I do. Wait, Rachel, do you have a cat?
2: No, I don't have any animals. Since my dog died, I just haven't been able to do
0: that. Okay, so he's got yeah, I don't two, know. I don't- two cats. Yeah,
2: Koi has two cats.
0: So you actually have two cats.
3: I have two cats.
0: Well, she has two cats now. Yeah, I love his cat. Okay. I keep trying to dig him out the holes. He just doesn't get it, does he?
4: <laughs>
0: ah, boy. they great, cat. Okay. Rachel, this question's for you. Huh, what? You dated a man for 10 years who, uh-huh. who didn't dance.
2: Yeah, no.
0: Now you're with a man who does dance. So for the women, yeah. the women who are considering dancing tango, who are uh-huh. dating or living with a man who doesn't or dance or doesn't want to dance. So what's the main difference between a guy who loves to dance that you're now with and a guy who oh. didn't dance? What would be the main features uh benefits is there a benefit or is there a benefit for for dating a guy who dances what do you think
2: oh yes i think there is you can it's like instant intimacy Mm -hmm. you could be sitting there after you have dinner and you look at each other and say do you want to dance and then it's just it's such a loving thing to do and if a man dances you know he has discipline that he can focus. His attention during the dance is on you, and that's powerful for a woman. So I do think if you are with a person that dances, it's ideal.
0: Mm -hmm. So your suggestion, if there's a woman who's considering dancing tango and the man that they're with doesn't dance, they're going to have some down the road issues would you say
2: well it depends if the woman is really independent and spends a lot of time not really hanging out with her dude anyway which i think that comes through a lot of relationships Mm -hmm. i actually think it might be a good thing if the man doesn't dance (laughs) (laughs) because then the woman can just go off by herself and Uh dance with whoever she wants and not have to worry about any weird possessiveness by her de- her dude that doesn't dance. Ah, okay. But I think it's more it's more fun to have a relationship with a guy who does what you love.
3: We're lucky that we love we love dancing with each other too. I mean, yeah. there are couples who both dance but they don't like dancing with each other You they know, <laughs> don't seem to. And, and, I think, yeah.
4: and, and, and I
3: think that goes to what Rachel saying that that might even be worse in a way than, than, hey, why don't you go play some tennis and I'll go to some <laughs> um, um, manga tonight. Yeah. yeah.
2: What, what I think would be sad is if you were with someone that did dance and you couldn't work it out to where you lo- love dancing with each other. Because you see it. Some couples have told me, he says, I don't like dancing with her. And she oh. doesn't like dancing with me. But how can you not, how can you not fix that? Oh, you have to goodness. have the communication to actually fix it and not get offended and just be able to tell each other why you don't like
0: it. Well, that would sort of be the same as being in a relationship and sexually you're not satisfied with the person you're with. How do you tell them? Yeah. Same thing. Counseling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, right. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting there telling the counselor, I don't like the way she's sleeping with me. She's, uh, uh,
4: uh, yeah,
0: I get a better thrill at the strip joint, you know. I want her to put on the the, the little girl dress and the high heels and the cheerleader outfit, and she won't do it. Yeah, I don't think the counselor is going to be, uh, be mediating that kind of deal. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so let me see, did I ask all the questions that... Everybody wants to know. Uh, let me think. Is there anything you'd like to volunteer, counselor, before I ask you the last set of questions? Yeah,
3: I think well, One thing I would like to say is that I, I think every guy who dances tango,
0: mm-hmm.
3: at least in the beginning or at some point, he's dancing because he wants to meet women. Uh-huh. I've been guilty of that. And usually um, the, the guys who really end up just falling in love with the dance, eventually that, that becomes, it doesn't matter anymore. You're dating someone and you still want to dance. Then mm-hmm. it's it's about the dance. It's not about meeting someone. But then women who dance tango. I've never met a woman who danced tango who is in it because they want to meet a guy. They're dancing because they want to dance.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: I, I can talk about what I enjoy in a partner and everything. But one thing I have to say is that every single woman who dances, who dances tango, mm-hmm. is there because she wants to experience that joy in her life. And I think that's that's an amazing thing. And and you uh, know the reason I'm bringing this up is because you asked Rachel what it's like to date a, a man in tango, and and I haven't you know and and just I, I just think all tango women at least are amazing in that 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 they're they're embracing that joy, they're embracing something that, that you know that they want, they're they're not afraid. It it takes a lot of courage to mm-hmm. you know put on a dress and your makeup and and to go out, and and sometimes you don't get. A lot of dances all night and I think that's unfortunate and if I'm out there it's not and not dancing it's not because I, I I'm looking down at these women and, and saying I don't want to dance with you it's really because the music is not to my liking and I have to be selective about how many dances I'm gonna to have tonight but yeah that's what I wanted to add. so
0: with that in mind, when you're out dancing and you have your other half there at the milonga. How do you decide whether to dance with your other half or to dance with somebody else? Uh, how do you navigate those waters?
3: Well, I, I always, I always dance with Rachel. I mean, I, my my night just wouldn't be complete if, if I didn't dance at least once with her or more. We we have, but that's dictated by do you like the song? Yeah, I like it. Do do you want to do this one? And mm-hmm. we'll dance that. But then. The rest of the night, she's dancing with someone else. They'll go up and ask her to dance. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll look around. I'll see who, who else wants to dance and I'll also look around and see, well, this person looks like they've been sitting a long time and they look like they'd they'd have a good time if, if, or I hope they'd have a good time if I danced with them. That's part of the equation, but uh, it's never been a conflict, you know, where we don't dance with each other and other people and feel that we didn't dance with each other enough or something. Rachel knows by now that if, if I don't dance a lot, that night, and it's not her, it's just I wasn't dancing that night because I didn't like the music. Believe me,
2: I've made him dance to something he didn't want to, and I don't want to do that again. Yeah.
0: That
2: well, fun. why? <laughs> because it just totally changes his energy. He cannot fake it. <laughs> he
0: doesn't like the music, just... so Rachel here's a question for you he asks you if you want if you like a song you say no so he dances with somebody else you're sitting you get uh-huh. to dance with somebody and uh-huh. when that song goes off his favorite, song comes on while you're already dancing in the middle of a tanda with somebody else how do you handle it
2: oh i probably just continue the tanda and look at him and be like damn <laughs> no but that's that probably
3: what happened because yeah if if you know my favorite song comes on i'm going to know that that it's in that tanda because i'm going to be like well this song is terrible but i know the dj is going to play the song after that
0: yeah but what if you didn't what if you didn't well, know? How would you handle it? Well, would, would you would you well, tell the person you're dancing with? Look, I'm sorry. I need to dance with my other half. This is his favorite song. Or would you keep dancing?
3: Oh, I, I don't feel that strongly about any song enough that if you okay. want to dance with someone else to that song, then we'll go home and we'll say, okay, now I'll put on the song. We'll dance together now.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: and I guess if he gave me a look that was, like, really needy to dance with, I've never seen that look. I've never never seen
0: it. Okay, well.
2: You know, really, like, every milonga that comes on, I'm pretty much a ball hog when it comes to milonga. And, you know, if there's a woman that tries to get in the way on those, I'm like. (laughs) Benji.
0: so you have you have your red line that you don't let them cross is other words
3: that's the red line
0: okay.
2: yeah but i've let him go on a couple yeah. of those i've let
0: him go
3: on a couple mm-hmm. of no yeah. i haven't danced with you in four years and i would really love to dance with you mm-hmm. right before milano comes on she'll give me this look like this kills me but you should do it
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. okay please him out uh, okay so
0: you don't mind pimping them out to somebody who really needs them is that what you say
2: that's right that's right okay I got you yeah. uh, that's
0: pretty interesting okay oh,
2: I, I, I enjoy watching and dance with other people I think it's cool because dancing inside with someone you don't then when you see it from the outside you're like oh my gosh it doesn't look the same as it feels and mm-hmm. everyone mm-hmm. you dance with you notice that
4: yeah
2: it's just crazy how big things feel when you're inside of it. And then mm-hmm. just it's just such a different look
0: on the outside. So uh, I think it's really interesting to watch. So, Rach, what's the best advice you've gotten from oh. a woman, from a follower, oh. about oh, your man. about your tango? What's the best advice? And then I need the best advice you've gotten from a leader. Give me uh, Oh, man. Give me, I'm so
2: – I haven't been – Around people lately, so I'm kind of forgetting if you remember something I've told you. But I think what was really refreshing is going to Karen's class one time and mm-hmm. her kind of reiterating the idea that women should learn to lead, and that really kind of mm-hmm. inspired me not enough to actually work very hard at it, but
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I think, and a lot of people have been saying that older women who start to learn to lead because they're not getting to dance as much. Yeah. And they want to dance more. And so I think that's really smart advice that I hope I actually <laughs> follow through with someday is learning how to lead.
0: What percentage of the women that we're talking about now, uh, let's say out of 30 women, 40 women, what percentage would be trying to learn to lead now because they've been sitting a lot?
2: Um, would it be, I don't know. Would it be 5 do. five
0: or 10 out of the 40? Or would it be 20 what out of 40? Eight.
3: I think 25. I think like 1 in 4 at least. Is.
2: Yeah, 1 in 4 is trying to lead or thinking about learning to lead or mm.
3: practice leading. Practice someone. leading. Really?
2: Yeah. I think, I think women are, are really into that right now. I,
3: I, think, I think any woman who... Um, dances for a long time and gets to a certain level, mm-hmm. becomes curious and says, you know, I, I want to learn how to lead. And, and especially if they've ever thought about teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so we'll pick up that. Yeah.
2: Effort. I just think it would be really fun to get to be you know creative or, or feel it from the other side. And mm-hmm. I wish I could have the discipline to do that, but also I love following, and I really want to get better at that. And
0: okay, so. okay. And, um, and I don't know what what, what what about the guys? What's the best advice you've gotten from from a leader? Tim Gold,
2: give you some advice. What is Tim Gold's advice? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> a guy told me one time the best the best moment something about the best moments are when you're on two feet or doing nothing or something like the most sublime moments are when you're doing nothing and it's like wow or not just me but he said in tango generally the most sublime moments are when you're actually still and doing nothing, though yeah. which is hard for me since I'm kind of like to do things and
0: yeah. quick
2: switch and I like improvising and stuff so so,
0: so was he saying I that I wish I could get
2: a little bit better it just down and was he saying that to, to
0: tell you nicely that you're twitching like a goddamn Maybe. butterfly or was Maybe. he or was he being poetic which one was it i think
2: actually he was being
0: poetic
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he with because he, he dances he wasn't gonna let me move no matter what i mean he was <laughs> dancing very slow, very slow. <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, but I get jealous of I watch followers who can... They never make a mistake at all, and... What
0: do you mean, a mistake?
2: Well, they look like they follow everything, but they don't look that interesting to me, and I guess I would rather make mistakes and have a good time and feel like I'm creating something rather than always just follow to a T, and <laughs> I'm like, everyone's worst nightmare. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like... I don't know. know so- what I mean? Because <laughs> I think... I think taking risks and being creative is more fun and more true to what tango means than just never making a mistake and feeling bored and sterility. and there's no inspiration and no spirit. Spirit.
4: Okay, all right.
2: That's I it. think yeah, I think that when you're on the verge of making a mistake is when the best things happen because they're new things.
5: No.
0: That sounds interesting.
2: Yeah. Wow. But I see people. I see people who are smooth and graceful. And they never—they're always serious, and they never crack a smile, and they never look like they make a mistake. And I'm just kind of bored. I'm kind of bored watching them. Okay. But in, in a way, I'm envious because I feel like people really love dancing with them.
3: How other serious people, though? Yeah, I think so.
0: What did you, you say, Corey?
3: So? What did you say, Cory? Well, I said I think I think like serious people like dancing with other serious people, but you don't really very often see one person who's very serious and perfect and then the other person who's not serious and
4: mm-hmm.
2: perfect. Yeah. But then the other thing is maybe this is the deal. Maybe they're smooth and graceful, and I'm missing all the nuances and details they're putting in in between the two. Maybe if I was dancing with that woman, I would get to experience that. So that's also going back how the inside and the outside of the dance is such a difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess I just like to look from the outside. You
0: you a voyeur. Is that what you're saying?
2: I like watching people, yeah. I like watching people. Mm-hmm. But I hate sitting, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that comes <laughs> with the territory. Comes with the territory.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: Coy, same question for you. Yeah. What's the best uh, advice you've had from a follower and a leader?
3: The best advice I've had from a follower? I really can't remember. But I think that part of the reason for that is because the the culture discourages teaching on the floor so much and which mm-hmm. is great but then followers especially they do they want to get dances so they're going to tell every guy actually that yeah i, I think that, that that is what it is it's not advice but i think an understanding that i got from a follower
4: mm-hmm. was
3: that so, someone told me once that that the, the part of the thing that would that holds tango back is is this culture that men are in control of the dances who they dance with more than women, and so women are afraid to tell men that you need to work on this. And and you know if you do, you're work, me. Yeah, you're hurting me.
2: So, okay. so every
3: guy ends up being like, "You're an amazing dancer. I love dancing with you. You're my favorite dancer in the world." Mm-hmm. Every single guy hears that. Mm-hmm. and every single and, and for all I know I, I'm one of these guys I, <laughs> you know, of these and every guy just thinks he has nothing to work on and thinks that he's already there because he's been told that a hundred times in a milongo by, by different women and, and they're telling him this because every woman wants the guy to come back and yeah they don't, and, want, and to that's, yeah, they don't want to sit and if they tell the guy this then he's going to keep or they hope that he's going to keep asking them to dance and, and so someone pointed this out to me and and I I think that kind of helped me put things into perspective then. I, I don't want to be one of these guys. And so, I, I don't so, always so how
0: do you get around that then since you know what
3: Well just just, just try just trying to keep your humility you know, when you start to like just to not believe it. When people tell you you're, you're the greatest thing to slice cheese, take that with a grain of salt. You know? But
2: also continues to keep learning and like Yeah keep
3: challenging yourself yeah the, the yeah but the,
0: if the women are steady telling all the men this and nobody has the balls to tell the men the truth how do the men get better and correct the problem not hurting women not keeping them off their right. axis and
3: then, and then, and then, yeah that's the conundrum i i don't know what the answer is you just have to take responsibility for your own dancing. yeah but if you don't uh, if you,
0: if, if you yeah. don't if the women don't tell you most of the times, you're not gonna know. That's. Oh,
3: the- I I agree, but at the same time, do you wanna? You know, who wants to be that woman who's gonna be honest with everyone and and have to sit all night because every guy's afraid of? <laughs> well, what is she gonna <laughs> tell me? That they you am know, off the music all night long. Yeah, I, I guess like there's a way you could do that. You could. You can be generous and you can, if you want to work with a guy, you tell him that. But I I think egos are fragile enough in Tango that Mm -hmm. that I I would not want Rachel to have to be that person because she's going to be probably sitting all night if. If, you know, Even if she has the best of intentions, then guys are just going to be thinking, well, Neil, but she's always telling me that my footwork is terrible and, and my embrace is weak and everything else. But so, I, I don't think they're going to be so easy. You
0: to- don't mind having yeah. your other half being a sacrificial lamb being crushed by a crusher? Just, well, let, just, I mean, just let her suffer in silence is that the solution?
3: I don't want her to suffer in silence while sitting all night at a milonga <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: yeah right. but
0: she should suffer in silence while somebody's crushing her spinal cord because they don't know how much pressure no, they use she, she knows
3: right now who not to dance with too if she doesn't want to
0: so the solution for her is to not dance with people who she doesn't want to hurt, I, I hurt I don't their don't feelings really
3: have a I don't really have a solution about that but I think the first thing is just pinpointing the problem i think that's a big part of the problem
0: okay well all right so my last question to you guys here is rachel my darling Uh sweetheart honey honey, my precious i'd like to know you can encapsulate how has the dance changed your life for the better or for the worse, if if that's the case, how would you, what, what, wow. what would you say is better in your life because of the dance? What has tango given you, done for you, or from a woman's perspective? Because the women who get to listen, they'll get a get an idea if it's if there's a possibility what does tango what possibilities does tango offer you that's what i'd like to know as a final question
2: well i don't know there's there's a certain power about it it gives you a certain powerful feeling and it's not an ego trip it's more like the power of your own self the power of your own body Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's a really sensual dance and i don't mean just like sexual just Two hands touching, your belly touching another person, just the closeness of being with another person that you don't get to experience in your everyday life that much. And just with the music, it's just there's something so intoxicating about it. And and I I guess for me personally, it just kind of was the beginning of almost, it feels like a renaissance of self, just Mm -hmm. a rebirthing, I think. It really did start off a chain of events where my creativity just changed
4: mm-hmm. and
2: it grew so much. And also meeting people that I would have probably never met before and being, being able to travel a little bit and meet, you know, even more people. And just there's this whole kind of community. that, And I'm hoping it only gets stronger after this pandemic. There's just this whole community of people that love this dance. Mm-hmm. and end up loving you because you love it. So I'll never be the same.
0: If Tango has had that effect on you, does that mm-hmm. mean your identical twin is experiencing <laughs> <laughs> the same so feelings be- because you're experiencing yeah. it now? Is she now experiencing it because you guys are identical? No.
2: Why? We're what? not that identical. Yeah. You? She didn't come here on our birthday. Was it our birthday?
3: Uh, it was my birthday. Yeah,
2: it was your, it was Koi's birthday. And um, he, she took a lesson with Koi and stuff. And it was so fun to did watch she, her try to walk she, around. And then I was like, oh, that's the way I looked. I know.
0: <laughs> did she like it?
2: She did like it. She had fun. Yeah, she had fun. She liked it.
0: Is she going to stay in it?
2: I don't know. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just takes a certain mindset to really be in it.
0: I guess you guys are not identical <laughs> as we would think, huh? Right. Uh, Coy, no. same same question.
3: Same question. Well, I, I think when you talk about a calling, people think about a career or what, what they do for a living or a job, mm-hmm. but but I, I think for me, tango is is, is as much a calling as not more than, than anything else. It, it's kind of, in a way, defined who I am mm-hmm. more than my work. My work pays the bills. I enjoy it. I, I like my job, but it's not even what I trained for, but in, in, in the world, there's millions of lawyers and people do that for different reasons but mm-hmm. with dancing tango that's something that that not a lot of people do but I, I can't imagine my life without it now I, I think that's kind of the, the that's in a nutshell but you know um, mm-hmm. just the incredible, the incredible people I've met the experiences I've had mm-hmm. meeting Rachel mm-hmm. and, and being able to do it now in, in, a, in a pandemic and, and a lot of that is because I met Rachel and and I feel terrible for the people who aren't and I know that they're dying on the inside and and it's an awful thing because I I don't know what it would be like couldn't meet her once a week and Mm -hmm. and and, Mm -hmm. know when we decide let's dance this weekend we haven't danced in a while it's an incredible
0: thing Wow. Well, you guys are absolutely amazing. What <laughs>
3: are a, you, Al? What, uh, yeah, a, 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 we we learned from the best.
0: Amazing. You guys are phenomenal. I'm inspired. I tell you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, yeah. my listeners are going to enjoy this interview. It's because it's been absolutely uh, phenomenal for me I've enjoyed it and I've learned a lot I appreciate you guys including me on short notice I know I harassed you to
2: <laughs> I
0: had to chase you down
2: hey
0: I had to hunt you down but you you guys were ben- no benevolent enough to allow me to encroach on your quiet time so thank you so much i appreciate it i hope to see you guys soon okay
2: yeah we miss you out take care i we'll talk soon
0: see you later guys
2: bye everybody
0: bye bye
5: How are you surviving this age of volatility, uncertainty, complexity and ambiguity? What fears hold you back? What gives you resiliency? And what dreams are inviting you forward? I'm Elizabeth, also known as Dr. Elizabeth Ann Stewart, a board-certified, professional-certified life coach. You can learn more about my services at embracingpossibility.com. I would love to hear from you and learn how I can be part of your transition into a new career, a new business, or a new self. Just mention this podcast and receive a complimentary no-obligation phone session where we can explore next steps. Goodbye. This Tango Chicago podcast is sponsored in part by the law firm of Chadwick and LaCurtis, located on the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan in Chicago's Hyde Park neighborhood. For the culturally curious, Hyde Park is the Chicago home of the finest US American president, Barack Obama, of Chicago's finest mayor, Harold Washington, of Chicago's finest university, the University of Chicago, of Chicago's finest museum, the Museum of Science and Industry. As the finest law firm in Chicago, Chadwick and Curtis is pleased to serve you in these areas. Personal injury, medical malpractice, civil rights abuses, nursing home negligence, product liability, worker compensation, and wrongful death. You can reach us at 773-955-1088.
0: Hi, this is Al, Al Gates of Tango Chicago. If you've made it This far, you're a true tango junkie. I'm sure you will find the next episode just as inspiring, informative, relevant, and hilarious as our students have always been. If you have questions or comments, please leave them or visit our website at tangochicago.com. Lastly, our sponsors make this podcast possible. So when you spend money with them, Contact us with your good or poor reviews of their performance and we will give you a $25 to $50 gasoline card to compensate you for the time that you take to write the review. So again, thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.